The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. Well, good morning. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and you're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. We want to welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. As you know, the mission of the Pet Buzz is to enhance the animal-human bond. And in order to do that, we focus on topics that will help you not only take better care of your pets, but also help take care of you as well. You know, this past Monday, I celebrated Earth Day with my dog, Churchill, on Fox 5 Las Vegas. And while um, we wanted to promote having a more eco-friendly lifestyle with some suggested ideas about food, litter, flea and tick products, toys and such, we wanted folks to know that pets like people have a huge carbon uh, paw print. Um, you know, experts believe that dogs and cats produce, get this, 64 million tons of carbon dioxide and methane each year, which is actually the environmental equivalent or the environmental impact of 13.6 million cars. Isn't that unbelievable? I'm going to ask you guys to just do one eco-friendly adjustment to your pet-friendly lifestyle. Only one. It's really simple. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, we all recycle soda cans, uh, like 75 to 80 percent of people recycle soda cans. But a really low turnout, it's like 22 to 25 percent of people recycle dog and cat food cans. So please recycle your pet food cans. Most of them are made out of tin aluminum or even a steel mix. So wash it out before you put it in the bin. Okay, so wash out that can before you put it in the bin. So that that's my that's my the one thing I'm going to ask you to do. All right. So now let's move on with the show. I've got a good show for you today. Sterling Davis, known as the Trap King to his followers, is joining me to talk about TNR or trap, neuter and return. Additionally, we want to talk about who adopted the cutie patootie puppy at the 94th Academy Awards that Jamie Lee Curtis brought out to honor Betty White? What celebrity do you think adopted that puppy? You're never going to get it because I would have never guessed it in a million years. And we're also going to discuss Dog Bite Prevention Week, which we missed. So now let's bring on our first guest, Sterling Davis. Hey, Sterling, it's so nice to have you. And actually, I had the opportunity to meet you at Global Pet Expo, so I'm glad you're here on the show. Welcome to the Pet Buzz. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. And it was good meeting you at Global, too. I know. And look, we're dressed similar. We've got pink on. Although you have pink nails. I don't have nails. Let me see. Give me some. Okay. So, you know what I found so fascinating? And I, and I want you to talk about this. Tell us about your history with animals. Did you always have an affinity with animals? I mean, did your parents allow you to have animals? 
You know, what's crazy is I always had that affinity. I always loved animals, especially cats. But no, my my parents, my folks would not let me have cats. I used to always have to sneak outside, play with them. I would sneak some in my grandma's basement. But <laughs> my folks wasn't letting me bring animals in like that. So I was actually sneaking and doing it. Now, did they like animals or did they have an affinity for animals or was it more like you know, sometimes I think the treatment and care of animals can be cultural. Were they more like animals or outside pe- people? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely okay. felt like animals are outside, supposed to be outside, not inside at all. That was me trying to sneak them in all the time. <laughs> Wait, I hear a cat. Is that a cat? This is literally a cat. It's a cat in the litter box. <laughs> he see, <is>. <laughs> see, people, we recognize that sound. Okay, so... Well, tell me how you got into cat rescue, because, I mean, I think you are one of the personalities that are actually driving cat rescue today. So how did you get involved? What's crazy is I've been doing music and entertainment my whole life. I've been rapping. So I was on a music tour and in between music tours, I was just looking for something to do. You try to find something to keep you busy where you don't just blow a bunch of money until you go back on tour. So I saw an ad in Craigslist that was like helping scoop litter helping with cats at a shelter. And I was like, cool, I'll do that for a couple months before I go back on tour. But when they met me in an interview, they was like, listen, we don't, we're not used to seeing people like you, like men, like you. <laughs> like, what does that like mean? Cats. Men like That's what you. I was saying. I was like, man, like, what's a, what's a man like me? What you mean? Guys from Detroit? What are you talking about? <laughs> they was like, they was like, no, we just don't see a lot of men that's okay. in love with cats and work with cats like that. We want you to stay longer. And I was still like, even then I was like, nah, I'll be here for like two months and I'm leaving. I'm about to go on tour with Tech Nine. I was about to go on tour with Tech Nine. I was not about to sit and mess with a rescue. At least that was my thinking at first. Sure. So right. here you are like in home, but, but you're, so you're from Detroit, but you live in Atlanta now. Well, I know you live in an RV, so you're a citizen of the United States living wherever. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny because, and I'm not comparing them, you know, comparing Jackson galaxy has a history of working at a cat shell at working at shelters too. So that's kind of interesting. I wonder if they said the same thing to him. You think, I mean, and also I'm, well, th- well, this was it. Where was this? Was this in Atlanta or in Detroit? Yeah. Okay. No, this was in Atlanta. Okay. So, and they probably were surprised that like you're a black man too, right? Oh yeah. You could tell they was, they was hesitant to just come out and say it like that. They kept, you sure. know, it was like a guy like you, a guy like you. So I'm like, it's a guy like me, but <laughs> so, oh, that's but so that, funny. I, I knew that's what the deal was. I knew they weren't because even in my crew amongst my friends growing up, I was always, the weird cat guy. Nobody else was really into cats as much as I was. You know, it's so funny because when you think of stereotypical, we know what the stereotypical cat ladies like, but you know, when we think of the stereotypical cat man, we, I think we always tend to think of like, I mean, and I will tell you this, it's like, uh, and I've done consulting projects where I've like actually written and consulted from some major brands. And I remember putting a picture of like a cat guy. He was white. He was sitting at his computer with his cat. Like he was, you know, a self-employed, you know, like tech geek, like quiet. He looked quiet in the picture. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, nobody expects big personality, you know, full of love, painted nails, 
you know, tank top, you know, I, but Hey, I think that's super cool. You know, it's funny because my audio uh, producer on the show, he's like, you know, old radio. That's exactly, he, he would love your shirt. I mean, cause he's <laughs> like, he like, that's his, you know, he's got that look, not the finger painted fingernails, but that look, going, you know what I mean? We're here, we're here. We're here. Okay. So, you know, it's kind of really interesting because we started to touch on this. It's like, I think the African-American perception of of pets in general. I mean, you said people were surprised, but I think when you look back, you know, I think for African-Americans in this country, and I've spent a lot of time studying and learning about American horse racing, a lot of people don't realize, you know, when people used to see those little black jockeys, remember Archie Bunker that came home with yeah. the little black jockey? And a lot yeah. of people don't realize, like, they think of those things as racist, but, you know, I don't think of that anymore. I think of the fact that the first people who cared and ran horses and the oldest sporting event in the United States, they were black. They were jockeys. That's who, and a lot of them were born slaves. A lot of people don't realize, I think, uh, one of the early horses of the Kentucky Derner was actually owned and trained by a black man. And, you know, these were some of, back in the day, these were some of the major, I mean, before there was Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan and, you know, Scottie Pippen, and all these guys, there was these jockeys. I mean, they were like heroes to some of these kids, especially white kids. Oh, yeah. We're up against a break. So hang on with us and, and come back and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Can't get enough of the buzz? We're online at thepetbuzz.com with daily features including helpful tips from Charlotte, more Flex Facts, and a lot of ways for you to save on all of your favorite pet needs. Does your dog have digestive issues? Does your dog get stressed during travel? Vitality is committed to stopping the runs. Stop the Runs is a complex composition of natural extracts that help to regulate gut activity. Stop the Runs chewables feature Diadoc technology, a natural blend of pectin, prebiotics, bentonite, and electrolytes. Diadog is the number one anti-diarrhea solution in Europe. It works fast to stop acute diarrhea. You and your dog will feel relief. And we all know there's nothing acute about diarrhea. All you need is veterinarian recommended Stop the Runs chewables. Just feed as a single chew to get your dog's stool back to normal. As a treat or crumbled on top of food, dogs love the taste. So stop the runs with Vitality's Stop the Run chewables, promoting firm stools across the globe. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Sure, I'm a little rough and tough. Somebody's got to me. I like the outdoors. Camping, boating, riding in your truck with my head out the window. Yeah, I'll poop outside. Doesn't everyone? A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. 
According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. We're back on the Pet Buzz with Sterling Davis, known as the Trap King, talking about TNR or trap, neuter, and return. Okay, so talk to us about trap, neuter, and release. So trap, neuter, return, got to be returned. Oh, return, sorry. And it it is, people say release, but return is important because you got to bring them back to the colony. But right. okay, And that's that's key. That's bringing them back to where they came from. Okay, so so talk about trap, neuter and return and why it's more humane than euthanasia. So basically, right now you have cities, land colonies everywhere where the Mm -hmm. cats are overpopulating and spreading disease. They've tried. It's been tried to exterminate, but cats reproduce. They 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 do their thing. Sure. So you're better off controlling the population. And TNR is just that. It's it's a humane alternative for euthanasia. So instead of trying to exterminate and euthanize all of these cats, which has proven not to work, you control the colony. Mm-hmm. So we ca- we catch them in humane traps. We take them to low cost spay neuter clinics, get them spayed, neutered, vaccinated, and then return them back to their colony. And with that, it helps with rodents. And it also when you have it's called the vacuum effect. When you have these cats, when you control the population like that, you have about five, six maybe there. They'll keep more cats from coming in. So you got your 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 buddies here that's helping you out control the rodent right. population, keeping stuff away that you don't want. And then you don't have other ones coming in. They see the ear tips and they see they got to fight over the food. They like, nah, I'm gone. I'm not coming. I'm not messing with this. It's (laughs) it's interesting because I have two thoughts in my mind as you're talking. So the first one is Philadelphia, which has implemented uh, a trap, neuter and return policy uh, as gentrification happens in many neighborhoods in within Philadelphia, you see more and more people trapping cats. Um, they are actually allowed to borrow the ca- uh, traps, uh, trap the cats. Then they bring them in. They get spayed, neutered at low cost uh, at the city shelter, as well as other low cost uh, clinics that have sprung up. And they care for the cats. And it does help control the rodent population. I'm just thinking about uh, a comment that uh, President Trump said. So I'm hoping and was about the rats in the community. So I'm hoping that Baltimore implements a TNR, uh, a TNR program, too, because they say there's a lot of uh, uh, rodents in in Baltimore. And then the other thing that I was thinking of that Trump thing was uh, something different. But the other thing I was thinking of was my own neighborhood. Um, I live in a very confined neighborhood and it borders a creek. And I've only been living there for about two. It's going to be a thir- my third year. And we do have a feral cat colony. Uh, we have one lady in particular. And, you know, she's not the quote unquote what people think is the crazy cat lady. She, her and her husband um, feed the cats, take care of the cats. And two other neighbors help them catch them, get them spayed. 
and then they bring them back. And you know what? Like you, I am one of the only people, and many people have heard me say this. I'm one of the only people in my neighborhood who walk my dogs. So on a constant day, two or three times a day, I am familiar with all of the cats. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. what their pattern is. So, yeah. So I think, I think that's imp- for us, we need that to cut down on the rat population. Oh, yeah. The, the community cats are good. They're not, they, they, they are friends. They're not our enemies. They, they help right. us out out here. I know people, I mean, some proponents, I mean, some opponents, uh, I guess, of TNR are, are, are worried about disease. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So a lot of times with, with the cats in these colonies, one of the main issues is, is they get into fights. They usually, because the resources are so small. So if they overpopulate and it's limited resources. So they fight over these resources and develop all types of disease, not receiving care or vaccinations and fighting scars. They develop diseases and injuries that's not being treated. And that just spreads. Sure. So it's, it's, yeah. So it's a lot of it's a lot of cats out there. A lot of times when I'm out doing TNR, sometimes it's not even just to even get the cats fixed, but it's cats that's been fixed and now they need to be helped medically. You know, it's funny because I was thinking a neighbor of mine once told me it's getting back to the return, the R and T N R. Talk to us. I, I know it's a step backwards in the conversation, but talk to us about why it's so important to return these cats to their colony. Yeah, see, and a lot of people and it's funny because I have been in neighborhoods and people will try to get the cat and take it like five, four blocks up the street and dump it off and be like, cool, I'm done with that. And it's like, no, the cat is on your porch the next day. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just smell, they just sniff their way back. And the reason it's important to return the cat to their back to their colony is because they'll try to get back instinct. They'll try to get back. And a lot of times, if you didn't move the cat so far out their area, they're trying to get back. They crossing streets. They going through all types of traffic. It's dangerous trying to get back. So you want to return them back to their colony, not to mention Cats in new areas aren't so friendly. You know, it's pecking orders in, in these colonies. Sure. So you you put a cat in a colony he or she has never been in, and now the other cats is like, oh, what you doing? You coming to steal food and mates? Like, we got these paws for you. So that's not good to just... <laughs> it's not, we got it's, these paws for you. Yeah, we got these you. paws for you. So we, it's not good to, to try to just take that cat up the street like that. Sure. You need to, it's important to return them kitties back to their colony where they are used to the smells, sights and sounds. Sure. And they good. They safe. I had I had some uh, I had a professor on it. I want to say it was University of of Delaware. And they were talking about cats uh, wandering around and they say most cats, if you know, they leave the neighborhood or they leave the area, maybe they go no more than on a daily basis. They go maybe two miles to visit a friend and then they come back home. So they do have that return instinct. Okay, so. As much as I am a cat lover, I have a, and I've had cats. I don't have one cat now. Many people know my cat recently died, my Himalayan, uh, the last of three, all related. I am also a big bird lover and bird watcher. Uh, And my neighbor has a cat and it's out and about hiding in my bushes and it's killed a bird. I'm not going to say because I don't know if it's killed a bird once. And there is, as you know, and as many of our listeners know, 
uh, there's huge. I'm gonna I'm gonna say disagreements, not war, about the cat loving community and those who are upset by the number of ground and nesting animals that cats kill each year. I mean, Australia went even as far as to call cats, which I thought was kind of despicable. So how how do you feel about that that argument that's in play every day? I, first, I want to say, I, bird people, trust me when this. I love y'all, and we are on the same team. Trust me when I say that. But I, I deal with that a lot. Bird, uh, I have bird people that email me and like, hey, you, you know, you helping these cats kill more birds? They're an invasive species. They, they hurt everything. And we can't, you know, we can't control what nature does to nature. We can control what we do to nature. And TNR is actually helping the birds because you're controlling the population. If there's nothing done, because again, euthanasia, we're not going to exterminate. That's not going to happen. That's been tried. That's not going to happen. So control by controlling the population, you're helping uh, the birds. It's less cats running around and fighting over resources and food. So you have less of it. And I think, again, like I said, we can't control what nature does in nature, but we can control what we do to nature. We're up against a break. So hang on with us and and come back and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. Hi, I'm Julia with Tevra Pet, and today I'm going to be talking about Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel. First developed for racehorses at Churchill Downs, this powerful muscle relief formula features a potent blend of pure green-lipped muscles sourced from New Zealand. Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel helps improve mobility with quick and powerful results. This product works great for senior dogs, like Skye. Tevra Pet. Happy tails start here. Online at tevrapet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. So, I just moved in with this family, and it's embarrassing. The little one, he likes to go outside and crawl around in the giant litter box. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I was born and I knew how to use the litter box. That's disgusting. I really hope he grows out of this for his sake. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. It's genius. It's the die for. I like it. My I like you for the week hails from Michigan, Detroit, to be exact. From Shinola, the people behind the American-made luxury watches that President Bill Clinton loves to wear and talk about. Well, Shinola teamed up with photographer Bruce Weber to produce Shinola Pet. The new collaboration features dog toys, leashes, beds, collars for dapper dogs in your life. And the collection is beautiful. And if you visit my social media pages, you'll find my dogs Churchill and Wally surrounded by the Lux collection. The series, uh, which I didn't have a chance to see, also includes prints and postcards uh, with Bruce Weber's photographic work of dogs. Um, you know, Bruce Weber, if you do not know him, he's a New York photographer. He's had golden retrievers and he has photographed golden retrievers for a very, very long time. And he's also a top fashion photographer. Thumbs up to my dear friend, Penny Stolfi from Carolina Pet, who helped make this collection come to fruition. 
they are actually the licensee who carries a Shinola pet. So you'll be able to see the Shinola products on their carolinapet.com website too. Beautiful, beautiful collection. So let's bring Sterling back to finish his interview. Hey, we're back on the Pet Buzz with Sterling Davis, known as the Trap King, talking about TNR or trap, neuter, and return. Talk to us about Trap King Humane Cat Solutions and how you're educating communities, uh, bringing your good vibes, because that's what you really represent to me, just great vibes, uh, and, and how you're teaching people about uh, TNR and its benefits. So a lot of, usually in, in, in rescue animal welfare, we like to pull the heartstrings. We love to pull the heartstrings and tell the sad stories. It, it motivates people to do that. And I'm not, I'm not against that. That's, you know, that's enough. That's another method. My method is in order to engage different people, new demographics, I want it. I want to make it look fun. I want it to look like a rock star versus something that's sad all the time. So a lot of what I do like I live in my RV, it's cats all over. So when I come in the neighborhood, I'm coming in like the ice cream, man. You know, I'm in, yeah. I got the kids is like, oh, what's up? I might jump out and hop on top of this thing and rap before I even start trapping the cats. I have a lot of contests. One of the things that I've done that helps a lot that kids love is I'll have young teens watch the traps for me. So the first person that texts me with the trap that's, that has a cat in it, they get $30. Second person get $20. Then after that, $15. And this, you know, I can't do that all the time, but that's how I find my future trap queens and trap kings out there, young people right. that want to do it and get involved because I'll go back and they like, hey, we're going to trap cats and get some money. And I'm like, nah, I can't do that this time. But then somebody's going to say, well, you know what? Even without the money, I still want to do it. I like, sure. I like when we did it. And that's your person. That's your person. So I do a lot of that. I've, before the pandemic, I was speaking at schools and actually doing demonstrations with my cat, Demita Joe, and showing how the process works and just speaking to more uh, teens and children about compassion for animals and how the process works. So the approach being different, I think it it wakes different people up. You see different people get engaged. A lot of people I've been able to reach because of the rapping. They was like, man, I didn't even know about any of that i heard your cat rap song and it was cool i made a song called i think i'm mo show and it's funny because there's a, <laughs> Tell there's everybody a cat. Who, who mo show is <laughs> so we, mo we. show is <laughs> i am mo show is he goes by the cat rapper he raps about adoptions and stuff like that he's actually a good friend of mine and i we always got this back and forth joke with each other but i've always talked about making a song about him just kind of highlighting him because outside of me, I didn't see men of color involved in cats at all. Right. Show raps. He don't do rescue, but I ha I didn't see black men involved with cats at all. So I made a song called, I think I'm Mosho. And I'm trying to remember the words to try to rap a bit to y'all. <laughs> I know the chorus is like, I think I'm Mosho out here like sassy. I be black Noah in the streets with the rescue boy. Don't add me. Cool. Black Noah. Thank you. Thank you. But black Noah and Sassy are two other people that I've worked with uh -huh. and rescue to promote. Again, a lot of what I do is to promote diversity in animal welfare. So sure. Sassy, black Noah, those are two other people that I work with as well. Yeah, I think it's important to note that, you know, it just so happens 
that Sterling is black, but it's the mission of what he's doing and the fact that generally you don't see people with his background or him being a person of color involved in cat rescue. So I don't want to make people think that this is about the black cat rescuer who does TNR. It's about a guy who does TNR who just happens to be black and raps too and lives in an RV. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I'm glad we got that clarified because, you know, there are people out there who will be like, oh God, you know, another another (laughs) racial thing. Okay. So, you know, we, I think it's important to, to, uh, you know, just embrace that it's, it's something different that most of us don't see. It's kind of like, I'm sure, like you said, you're surrounded by, uh, even your manager publicist said she was a crazy cat lady. You know, you're surrounded by all these cat ladies. And sometimes I look at your social media feed and that's who you are surrounded by. Ladies, right? They just have <laughs> yeah. Ladies who just happen to like cats. And I, I, I think that's fantastic. Okay. One of the most impressive things that you have coming up is that you're going to Greece. Now, I have to know this because I saw this and I actually thought about applying for it, but I didn't think I could stay that long um, and be away from my dogs and my cats at the time. I know there's this island of Greece where one person lives there with all these cats. And about two years ago, they had a job and board up employment. They were looking for someone to stay on that island and take care of like all these hundred cats. And I started to think about it. I'm like, you know, that might be cool for like a week or so. You know, you could fish and then cook the fish and share with the cats. But then you got to feed the cats. And then I'm thinking uh, like there was like hundreds of them. Like, where do they poop? Am I going to spend my day? Is it going to be like a full 14 hour work day of cleaning litter boxes? So Sterling, are you you're going to Greece? Are you going to that island? Oh, yeah, I'm going to a few of them out there to uh, rescue. We taking vets, vet techs, food, traps, a bunch of supplies. I'm not going. Uh, Why wasn't I invited? <laughs> no, hey, I wish you could. That would have been dope. We could have did. We could have had a, 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 a show out there. Can I sign oh, up? You want to you want to if you want to, you can volunteer. If you want to trap some cats with me, you should come. Yeah, well, I can cover it. <laughs> I can cover it. Hey, if you can cover it, then you come on. We need the, we need all the help we can get. We about to do some mass trapping. Mass trapping. When are you, now, when are you going? Yeah. You're going uh, in early May June. 9th. Oh, you're May going 9th, May 9th. Yeah. I don't know. Let me talk to Dr. Fleck. I can see myself in Greece covering, oh. snapping. Dr. Fleck oh. will be interviewing me. Come on, come on. Come on down to Greece and trap some. You know what? You never know. I I might I might I'm thinking about. I've been thinking about it. Okay, so I want you to come back after this trip to Greece. I mean, I might be going, but I I want to come back after this trip to Greece. Um, now, before you go, most importantly, because I know people are going to be intrigued. So give us your website. So the website is trapkinghumane.org. Uh, you can go on there because I'm trying to change the world out here. So go check me out. Also, Instagram, I'm on there as the underscore original underscore Trap King. And it's me and my cats doing all the cat stuff and rescuing we can do. I mean, honestly, how fun was this interview? Not only for you, but for me. And to remind everyone, that was the 
infamous, the famous, the original, no, I'm no, 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 the original trap king Sterling Davis. He is a cool cat loving dude traveling around the country in his RV, educating as well as showing by example about the benefits of TNR. And it is return. So trap, neuter, and return. Hi, pet parents. I'm Julia from Teva Brands, and today I want to tell you about Teva Pet Activate 2, a vet quality solution for your dogs that protects them against nasty pests, including fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. So what makes Tevra Pet Activate 2 so special? Well, not all flea and tick products are created equal, and the Tevra team wants to help you make the right choice for your fur baby. Tevra Pet Activate 2 compares to the leading vet brand Canine Advantix 2, recommended by veterinarians for years. We like that Activate 2 kills and repels without your dog getting bit. Plus, the medicine never enters their bloodstream. But the thing we like most is it protects your pets from pests and the diseases that they carry with the same ingredients as Canine Advantix 2, but it costs less. That makes Activate 2 a win-win for you and your dog. Online at tevrapet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Now you know what your dog feels like waiting for you to go on your daily walk. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Brace yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. (laughs) You ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And now it's time for Celebrity Pet News. You know, during the In Memoriam segment at the 94th Academy Awards, actress Jamie Lee Curtis walked out with a cute puppy in hand to speak about the legacy of Golden Girl actress Betty White. A noted animal rights activist, Curtis said that the greatest gift you could give to Betty White is to open your heart and your home and adopt a rescue dog like the dog Mac and Cheese that she was holding from Paul Works. And guess who did just that? John Travolta and his son. Well, Travolta's 11-year-old son, Ben, adopted the beloved pooch. Travolta recently shared the sweet news on Instagram this past Monday with a photo of Ben holding mac and cheese and him standing behind his son with a big smile on his face. He thanked Jamie Lee Curtis and Paul Works in the caption. So I thought that was fantastic you know i know that john travolta has some dogs but i i thought that was really nice that his son adopted this dog in memory of betty white so i think probably a lot of people you know in the lat they had the betty white challenge i think they'll probably be doing an annual betty white challenge from now on all across the country because she was such a beloved person she truly was a golden girl to so many people of so many different ages Okay, and now what everyone's been waiting for, and me too. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. So, Dr. Fleck, what are we, what's the topic for the day? 
a complaint, a complaint, a complaint I get from almost every pet owner giving pet medication. Oh, my goodness. That's a great topic. You know, while some companions dutifully eat their pills with a meal, most tend to need a little encouragement. Okay. So I want to share some tips for maybe giving your dog a pill, which will make the process more pleasant. For you and other family members. Well, because they're the ones that are fighting the pill on the kitchen floor. And fighting each other. Why can't and you like, give the pill? Why exactly. can't you give it? You know, okay. you hear it. So what's a good place to like try to, you know, try to, you know, try to just, what can you use? Pill pockets. You know, a common product that's on the marketplace to try to help take pills is a product called a pill pocket. So not all medications can be given with food. And I don't recommend grinding the meds down and sprinkle it all over the dog's meal. He may not eat it. Rather, I suggest putting the pill in a pill pocket or wrapping it in a piece of cheese, peanut butter, or a cold cut or Braunschweiger to make it easier to slip into your dog's system. Okay, so what's a pill pocket? You started to tell me. What is a pill pocket? Yeah. A pill pocket is like it's, it's a chewy with an opening and you slip that little pill in trying to tease the pet hiding it so they don't see it and maybe don't taste it okay but keep in mind that this approach works best for dogs that wolf treats down without chewing okay dogs that chew soft treats may bite into the unpleasant tasting medicine making them harder to trick them the next time so it should be noted that dogs with food sensitivities or allergies might have issues with the ingredients in the pill pockets. So consult your vet. If your canine companion has had problems with food allergies in the past. Now, okay. So pill pockets were okay for Hannah. She basically woofed it down, but here's the deal because it was a kind of smelly treat. Hannah could always smell any type of medication. So if you throw it in the back of her mouth, she kind of gulp it down, thinking it was a treat. You give her a treat and then give her a pill pocket and she'd okay. 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 What other options are available if you don't necessarily have pill pockets? Well, there are some compounded and liquid medications as an option. Okay. Sometimes you can opt for a flavored compound medication or a chewable treat tablet. Okay. This works well for dogs that don't like to swallow their pills. However, These medications can be more expensive, depending on the drug, of course. And your veterinarians may caution against compounding certain drugs because it could impact the effectiveness of the product. Mm -hmm. Also, medications are not always compounded at every pharmacy. Ask your veterinarian to guide you to pharmacies that are noted for having experience in producing compounding medication but it can be expensive so you might not want to all your compounding products are yeah, expensive you might yeah just if you get it regularly produce it by a manufacturer significantly less than yeah okay cost. so what else can you do well administering pills to your dog can pose certain risk of course for instance in order to get the pill far enough back in your dog's tongue for him to swallow you need to put your fingers in the mouth and of course this can lead to accidental bite yeah yuck pill devices place the medication in your dog's mouth so that you don't have to expose your fingers to that danger a dog's tongue has a hump and in order to succeed in getting him to swallow the pill 
you need to place it behind that hump. So you got to really stick your yeah, fingers in you there. You really do. So once you've done that, close his jaws and gently stroke his throat in a downward motion to encourage him to swallow the pill. And sometimes what I do is I kind of blow on their nose. Sometimes what? that helps. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a lot of us need help to give pets meds. Should we try to get help? Should we try to involve another family member or a friend? Well, restraining a dog while also trying to give him medication can be difficult. Obviously. So if possible, ask a friend or family member that you don't like <laughs> to hold your dog for you so that you can concentrate fully on the task at hand. Yeah, can you imagine me going next door to Kravitz's house and saying, hey, I'm here with my pills. Can you or hold? that other neighbor that you don't like so well. Hey, that's you know Kravitz. I mean? that's oh, Kravitz. that's the one? Oh, okay. That's Kravitz. I got you. I call my next door neighbor Kravitz because of Gladys Kravitz and bewitched. Remember, she was the nosy neighbor. She's always looking at what time I'm coming home, what I'm doing. Like It's just so bad that you don't like her because I like Lenny Kravitz. Well, who doesn't like Lenny Kravitz? See? Okay. So let's move on with the pill, with the pill administering medication. So after the process, should it use it like a training exercise? Should you reward your pet for taking the pill? Should it, you know, it's like a positive reinforcement technique to give them a reward. Yes. The last thing you want to make this process is stressful. It's stressful. It's already stressful. I mean, I'm talking to you and I'm getting stressed out talking about it. So please reward your dog with a small tree after every pill and do your best to keep both you calm your and your, your neighbor or your family <laughs> member, no matter how frustrated all of you get. Yeah, really the dog. But it's really interesting in practice because I always tell people that you need to give these pills twice a day and, and they say, well, how am I supposed to do it? And I said, I'm the doc. <laughs> well, I just tell you what to do, no, not wait, how to do no, it. That's, that's actually my next question. Oh, okay. So what about when you go to, you know, you see your doctor and he tells you to get the meds. Why don't you, uh, should you ask him to give a demo? No. <laughs> because well, that's not very professional. Ask, no, no. You ask the staff members. We need our fingers to do so, surgery. Okay. So then you can get, you. the vet can tell a staff member. And you know, it's a lot tougher with cats than it is with dogs. Oh, too. I'm sure it is. And oh, you don't want, and dogs Ooh. really generally tend to be a surface bite where cats will inject you. Hurts. Oh, it really does Hurts. hurt. Okay. But let's, let's just say this. It's a great idea to, to help with the giving the pills. Uh -huh. Successful, successful administration of pills. So every pet owner needs to know this is truly an art form. When in doubt, request a demonstration or proper technique from your veterinarian. It's Technician. Exactly. Thank you. That's what okay, we had to register. And, and? And that's all the Flex Facts for this week. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people.
not such a long time ago. I mean, within the last week, I was visiting the Nextdoor app. Nextdoor, I don't know if you guys see that, but it's another app that shares information. And also it can be kind of, you know, one of those kind of like kvetching sessions. Well, anyway, so I was reading about a boy who was bitten on his way to school. The mother chose not to take any action since the boy did not have broken skin from the bite. As a result, I hate to admit it, but we missed covering Dog Bite Prevention Week. And I want to kind of tell you why it's important. A lot of people don't realize that one in every five people bitten by a dog requires medical attention. Now, this dog, the mother said on the next door app, his skin wasn't broken. But if you think about it, 800,000 people every year in the U.S. require proper medical attention after being bitten by a dog for pain relief, treatment, infection, plastic reconstructive surgery, and other treatments to alleviate any complications that come from that dog bite. And also, I didn't know this, but a lot of dog bites occur in dog owners' homes. Now, I've been bitten by a dog once, but it was in the dog park. The dog, my dog and this Dalmatian were fighting and I pulled my dog away and the dog bit me and I had to go get a tetanus shot and everything else. I will always remember that. Most of the victims who get bitten by dog bites are typically family members. So I thought it was always service providers who came to the home. And just so you know, the dog owner is always responsible for compensating your injuries. And some examples of the types of damages that you may cover from these dog bites is loss of income if you're working, pain and suffering, medical bills, property damage related to the incident, and sometimes there are multiple and punitive damages. You know, medical costs are really the most apparent expense that results from a dog bite injury, including medical bills for hospital service, medicine, or physical therapy. And victims with pre-existing conditions may require additional compensation if a dog bite injury aggravates the underlying condition that the person who is bitten has. So think about it like this way. If a dog attacks an individual with a bad back and falls and requires surgery after falling, the dog owner will also be responsible for covering those surgical costs. You know, many victims of dog bites underestimate the extent of their injuries. And this is exactly kind of what happened when I started responding on next door to this gal who said that her child had been bitten by a dog, a loose dog on the way to school. A lot of people don't realize that a dog's mouth contains tons of bacteria. So even though the dog did not break the skin, that bacteria can be dangerous. If you are a listener to the show and you've been a longtime listener to the Pet Buzz, you'll know that back in 2018, we covered a Wisconsin man who needed multiple amputations after contracting a blood infection from being licked by his dog. And the blood test revealed the infection caused by the bacteria was capnocyphagia. And this infection was really in his blood and it had a severe response to his body. Within a week, the healthy man lost his legs and more, including his nose. So additionally, you can never be sure if a loose dog has rabies or has what God knows what kind of bacteria in in his mouth. So it's always important to seek medical attention because that's the best way to treat an open wound caused by dog bites. And just to ensure that you are going, you or your son or your daughter or husband or family member is going to stay healthy. And after suffering a dog bite injury, 
going to the emergency room can be your best proof and supportive documentation to support any case or claim that you have. It's always a really good idea to contact the police or animal control. It may not be the last thing on your mind after a dog bite, but it is absolutely a necessity. And I know so many people out there do not want to report a neighbor or a family friend. But if a dog bites you, you really need to take care of these. And you also want to take photos of where any dog bite had occurred on your body. It's really important because by the time, and if you do go to trial or the case is settled, your wounds might have healed by then and you will not be able to show them. Taking pictures of your injury right after they happen is really the best way to show a jury or insurance adjuster the full extent of the damage. A lot of people don't realize that children are the easiest victims of dog attacks. I think out of all the dog bite victims, children aged nine years and younger show the highest rates of being bitten as well as being male children between nine and 12 years of age are generally those that are bitten. Those that are bitten, those kids that are bitten, there's reported nerve damage, facial feature damage, and of course, emotional damage. You know, I think there's also one misconception that so many of us make, and we have to get over it. We need to stop believing that only some breeds bite or only some dog bites can cause severe complications. That is why it's important for me to emphasize to you that it doesn't matter how cute or gentle a dog looks, it definitely can bite. And that's kind of why all of us dog owners, we really need to talk to our insurance agents. Whether you have homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance, you need to get a dog liability waiver added to that homeowner's or renter's policy. Accidents happen, we know that, and dogs do get out. I mean, that's one thing that a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, maybe some a service provider left the gate open, but dogs do get out. People put dogs out in the street. It's important to have your dog microchipped. It's important to be really, really careful that your dogs do not get out. You do not want to be liable for any dog bites. And the best way to, to deal with that is to make sure your dog is home, secured in a backyard, and that you have insurance. As I always say, and I've said this so many times on this show, being forearmed is being forewarned. And for your own protection, I really encourage you to learn more about dog bites prevention. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. Did you know that 42 states allow pet leasing, meaning that Fido could get repossessed just like your house or your car? I know you're thinking, say what, Char? Well, anyway, Pet leasing is when a buyer agrees to a payment plan and the seller retains ownership until all payments are made. So in other words, if you go to that pet store and see that French bulldog and you really want it, you could buy that on time. But a lot of times when you buy that dog on a payment plan, the seller retains ownership until all the payments are made. So when families buy their pet on time, they are likely unaware that a lease is taking place. So according to the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, the word lease is never, it's hardly ever mentioned when these pets are purchased. 
So if you see a dog that you like at a pet store, which I don't think it's a great idea anyway, I think you should go to a reputable breeder. If you want a specific purebred dog, you can go to akc.org and find the breed club. And there's even rescue groups. Or you can go to a local shelter uh, and find a, a dog of your dreams. I don't, I'm not a big fan of buying dogs at, uh, at pet shops. This came to fruition because there was a press release last year that some payment plans are in fact leases. This information came from the Massachusetts Attorney General, which means that the puppies are the property of the leasing company until they're paid off. And these charges can range from hundreds of dollars to over thousands of dollars, depending on the term uh, and the price tag of the dog. So here's a little history about that. So states started banning the practice of leasing in 2017, starting with Nevada and California. It seems that in 2018, New York also changed this law after the state's attorney general filed a large claim against a pet leasing chain. You know, I find it interesting that according to the ASPCA, that 25 to 30 percent of pet sales at the time now involve leases. I mean, who would know? I have, and, and we even talked, Dr. Fleck and I even talked about, you know, buying a dog on a payment plan, but we really never talked that it was leased and that the leasing company could foreclose on your pet. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. So before we go, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And of course, Teva Brands, established because of the need to make it easier to care for your pets, your family, and your home. We thank them very much. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out. Because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. See, Smokey thinks I'm funny. So, I'm kind of new here, but I've noticed a trend. My human does this funny thing where she goes around and gets all my toys, and then she hides them in that basket by the door. You know, but it's always the same basket, and it's always in the, in the same place. And then she acts so surprised when I find them, but, you know, she's putting them in the same basket. Again. It's like, hello, that's where you put it last time. You were the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt.